0: Listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, where women who are ready to expand their life adventure discover the tools to stop playing small and tap into the courage required to enjoy their Second Wind. Welcome. Welcome to Discovery Today. I mean, oh, my goodness. You know where I've been? This is so interesting. But welcome to Second Wind. <laughs> I have to tell you about this. In my previous life, I was a museum director and um, and a children's museum. And I just loved it. It was just a passion of mine. And this, I worked on it 35 years ago. And occasionally they'll pull me back in for different things, which I'm always happy to go do because it's really fun well i've been pulled back in to do a search because as you know with all the changes that have happened with with covid and with the 2020 changes that we've gone through we have a new director so there you came i've been pulled back into my history but oh it was so much fun because it was so passionate for me. Those years were really awesome. And it's still going and it's still surviving. But one of the things in this search that we were interviewing people today was that about how COVID and its challenges is affecting the children's museums. And so, you know, that's just one of the many adaptations that we have been forced to take on. One of the, you know, just as humans, one of the biggest challenges that we face, nobody likes them. Nobody stands up and says, yay, I'm going through change. No, we don't say that because it totally takes our life and, and just shakes it all up. And we emotionally... We physically, we, we go through so many changes that we don't like, and we don't like being uncomfortable. None of us. Now, for some of us, we've had change. We've adapted. But for a lot of people, change is a very big challenge. So as I was preparing for today's show, I thought, what do we have to know to adapt to this new normal, which is change. And let me tell you, there is not one human on this earth that has not been touched by this change in our civilization. And it really has changed how we look at life, how we interact with our fellow humans, how we Attach ourselves to our animals and love them. And by the way, I had to say goodbye to my dear animal. And so we've all been faced with death, with loss of loved ones, loss of jobs, so many changes. And it's very important that we know that with that means that we are going to have to be uncomfortable. Nobody likes to be uncomfortable, whether it's walking into a strange group of people or just adapting to a new habit in your life. So my life now is about how to adapt to being living alone without my, my, you know, I went through divorce many years ago, but without my trusty animal that was so much part of my life. Well, it all starts, it has to start with you, me. How do I look at my life today and see those things, bring those things to mind that I need to start, to stop, (laughs) and to grow through? So, when you sit down and really reflect on your life today, it's total start over, guys, because it didn't look the way it did. And there's nothing that says it will ever return to that. Some routine will at some time. But I would say we still have six, eight years to go for as much of us a, a norm to come back which will never be like it was before. And I, I want you to look at that as not um, all gloom and doom. I do think there were certain good things that came out of this transition, this change that we were forced to look at. So for some of us, It was more challenging than others. Some people really had some major difficulties. But even with no matter how difficult that change was, it all has to start with you. Road range has become quite an issue in my community. And so we see, and I'm sure it's happening in the cities where we have that constant stress about traffic Now, in Tyler, Texas, you would think we don't have traffic, but we still have anger, and a lot of people are just angry about the changes. So, you need to realize that as you start to interact with your community, that much of what you see, the anger for once, for example, is not really about you, it's really about the person that's angry. So we need to take situations like that and give them some perspective. It's not about they want to hurt you. It's just they're so angry they don't know how to adapt to today. So personal reflection is very important. One of the things that I do every year is I have a vision board workshop. The visions, <laughs> some would even say, what do you mean a vision for 2021? And I went, yes, more than anything, we need our visions to come back. Our di- our visions are our direct, our rudders. They connect us with where we and what we want to do in 2021. Now, yes, we may really project something that maybe won't we don't think would happen or maybe we won't maybe it will open the doors to possibilities but i have normally done this by gathering my local friends at a wonderful camp for children here in tyler having a great day people come in with um I supply all the materials, such as poster boards. We put put pictures of what we'd like to accomplish this year. If it's for somebody they'd like a new car, then they would cut out a picture of a car and put it on their poster board. And it becomes a visual goal. And so maybe it's a marriage. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a new job. It's whatever you see and want in your life. So, we create the vision board while in a class together. And then after we have created our vision board, how we want to look in 2021 in pictures, then we discuss how that the next step to making that become a reality. Now, this year, I'm doing my vision board virtually. Never done that before, but I know the importance of attending a vision board workshop and having fun and creating the possibilities for your upcoming year. So, I want to give you the information so you can consider and sign up for being part of this. It's called Vision Virtual Vision Board Party. And if you're interested in getting more information, it's going to be on Saturday, January the 23rd, starting at 10 o'clock and going until 2. Again, that's a variable we're having to adjust. Will it be two? So anyway, go to if you're interested about getting more information and I will be talking about this more it will be joycebufordempowers.com slash vision board so if you're interested in being part of that or if you're interested in the future in being part of one you can let me know by sending that connecting with me at that website so as we go on with our show today the reason that we must adapt, we must adapt, there's not a choice here, is so we can find our new life and within, within that new life, find the peace that we need to have in our life. So I really encourage you to stay tuned to Second Wind because that's part of one of my missions is to help you through the transition years to have fabulous guests of women that have themselves gone through and are the examples and are your teachers that can help you realize that there is another side to change. And usually that means growth. So I'm so excited that you're here today, but I want to move into our fabulous guest today because I'm very excited that she's here with us. Now, her name is Candy Lee. And Candy holds her master's in communications and has over 15 years of coaching experience. Now, she's also certified in meditation and negotiation. So you may want to connect with Candy after this for sure. She is uh, certified in coaching adult training techniques, and change management. Those who know her best would say she's an excellent listener, a big thinker, an adventurer, and a free spirit. By human design, Candy is a one-third reflector, and she enjoys collaborating with others who are learning more about living life according to their purpose. Candy grew up in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, the cheese state. <laughs> she had a normal Midwest life, went to college, began graduate school, and started to pursue what she believed was a success that she was destined to live. So let us welcome Candy now, and she can tell us what was the next step in her life. Welcome, Candy.
1: Thank you, Joyce. I, I'm Sitting here, smiling, listening to you. You are speaking to my soul today. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Oh, it was fascinating to read what you have shared with us. You know, I like the way you started out. You know, we always picture this kind of life.
1: Mm -hmm. And then
0: Mother Nature, God, whoever we call upon, says, well, maybe it's not going to be that way. (laughs) And certainly... We've, we've gotten that message this year,
1: (laughs) right? That's, that's exactly it. And, and I love how you just mentioned about the vision boards, because Uh it's, it's so good to have that vision out there and think about, you know, what do I want this to look like, feel like I can, I can picture it so I can think about it, manifest where I'm, where I'm going and we have to, at the same time, be okay to know that it's not going to probably be a straight line. I mean, God, that would be fantastic if it's a straight line to that vision. Yes. And we should just be prepared that it may not be a straight line. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. How would we adapt and be creative if it was straight? You
1: know right, right. Yeah. And I. I had a friend say to me once, you know, life doesn't happen to us. It happens through us. <laughs> and and I think if we can just embody that and know that the ups and downs will come and happen through us, we can still hold out for our visions.
0: Yes, yes. So tell me about. I always like to have my visitors tell about their life. How it how did you get that that change that defining moment that said oh maybe you don't want to go that direction you will be better go this direction and we all have them whether we like to listen to them or not but they're just part of the they're just part of being of living actually mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. you know yes absolutely so um so you, uh, thank you for the introduction too. it grew up in wisconsin it's a typical Midwestern life, kind of in the, in the rural area. So helped out on my relatives' farms growing up. Um, my parents' house was literally in the woods. So some people are like, oh, like Laura Ingalls, like Little House in the Prairie, Little House in the Big Woods. And it's not, not quite like that. But um, we did grow up in the country. And so when I went to college, uh, finished my undergraduate degree, moved to Milwaukee, and I've been there ever since. And as as, um, a course of action, I thought I was going to finish graduate school, maybe get my doctorate and stay in the ivory tower forever. I love learning. I love education. And I actually was recruited into um, a corporation in an entry level admin role. And I thought, well, this will be a good resume booster. And then 20 years later, I was still there. So (laughs) 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 it's. and it was great it was a blessing i learned so much um but but the defining moments for me I, i'm going to to dial it in kind of over the last year or so in 2019 mm-hmm. i was you know, a few years outside of my divorce. I'm a single mom of my three beautiful kids from my marriage. Um, I'm I'm muscling and hustling, is what I call it. Like (laughs) for a corporate lifestyle, muscle through, climb the ladder. This success that I believed was the painted picture of what it should look like. Climb the ladder, keep on, you know, stay extra, do everything. Um, And also in the culture that I was in, your physical... Uh, um activity was important too. So for example, many people who were climbing the ladder in my area were runners. And so oh. I started running.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: and I got I'm of an athlete and so I was playing um roller derby actually for a little while. Oh at, my gosh, that's tough. <laughs> and Do you and, and I, teeth? <laughs> I, I still have my teeth. Yeah, we wore mouth guards. <laughs> But it was, but it was great because I was working hard. I was playing hard. I had this family, like everything is good. We're moving forward. And then abruptly I find out that I have, well, I had some back issues for a while, but all of a sudden I, it was time for the surgery to fix it. And, and so in March of 2019, I had a spinal fusion surgery, two discs, two level spinal fusion, and there's a three month recovery with that surgery And on my first day back to my corporate job of 20 years, I was laid off. Oh, no. Yes. And so what I, I, thankfully, they had given me a little bit of an indication that there were some changes coming. So I wasn't completely blindsided. But in that moment, in that very moment, my identity shifted so completely and surprisingly I didn't realize how much of that 20 year corporate experience was tied up in who I was. Oh damn. Oh, I, I so relate. Yep. yep. And so and so all of a sudden I think I called my sister that day explaining the situation and she was like, "You sound manic." And I said, <laughs> "I don't I don't know what to think about this. I don't like I'm I'm kind of excited and I'm kind of sad because for the first time in, you know, that 20 years, I thought, I have nowhere to be on Monday morning. It's like this weird sense of freedom had come over me. Um, But, you know, we also live in the real world where we have mortgages to pay and, you know, health insurance that we have to provide for our families. And so actually a few months after that uh, layoff, I was invited back to the corporation because they needed a change management expert on a project. And so... And so I, you know, I had been writing my book because that window opened and I thought, just go for it, see what happens here. So I started writing Finding Life in Between and then I got called back into corporate and I thought, yep, this is going to be good, health insurance, all of that stuff. And then when, that was like November of 2019. And um, when, when COVID hit in March, they laid off a, a group of contractors and I was back as a contractor and we all got laid off again. And I thought, well, my God, goodness, here, like, I am hearing you, universe, God, goddess, whatever. I I am listening this time, and I got it. You don't want me to go back. (laughs) So, so in the in the middle of the crazy of you know COVID pandemic, trying to figure out what all this was um, with that layoff, as so many uh, you know men and women have been impacted by layoffs and disruptions in their careers. I was like, okay, so what? What are we going to do next? How does How does this impact us? What is the vision? The vision needs to maybe shift or maybe we're going to make a very squiggly line for a little while, but let's figure out what happens next.
0: Right. I want to know, because you you sound like a very talented, knowledgeable lady. And I want to know, in all of that confusion that you were going through, that chaos at the time you were laid off for the second time, Mm -hmm. did you have the awareness of what a gifted person you were or did you step in just even for a, you know, maybe a day? (laughs) Oh, I'm not sure I could do this.
1: Mm, Did you have that? That's a great, that's a great question. Um, I, I think that my own self worth was uh absolutely challenged during this time. Mm. Um, So I subscribe to, A model of thinking that is our, we are souls in these bodies. Like we are here as divine beings having an earthly experience. Mm -hmm. And and I think that my brain was in an operating system that had been built up so that I could recognize my own self worth at that time. But also, I, you know, I still, I'm like, oh my gosh, what if, what if, Mm -hmm. uh, what if I don't have the income to provide for my family? What Mm -hmm. if, my, I wrote this book and it's a flop. What if, you know, all of these things, what if I'm not good enough to make it? And then it was like, Nope, let's come back into presence. Let's rewire, uh, let's rewire and fire fire our neurons the right way so that yeah. ultimately um, I, I could hop back on in my journey to worthy, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I, I would, yes, knowing the responsibilities of all that. Oh, I could so relate to the fear that could have been a, I was already into the coaching world so my life really didn't change if anything it opened up because I was already on internet and you know mm. so it's kind of you know but and yet you are so qualified to t- step into that and you had so many other fingers out there in your development that it it is kind of interesting, you know, how we fall back on those old doubts, even though we know that's not right.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's the, it's a gift to have a window open for you where you are allowed to redefine your own success, where you're, you're sort of given an invitation to take a look at, um, how do I reclaim some joy and some balance in my life? And when I realized that I was, you know, I was a little bit mourning my loss of identity and connection through those corporate relationships and systems that I was, you know, a part of for so long, mm-hmm. I was also relishing that freedom. That was like, I don't have to report to somebody on Monday at 8am. I, yes. I don't have to sit in a meeting where I, I really don't like the stance of, you know, so-and-so, but we're going to, you know, politically make it work for the, this project here, which we yeah. all, we, you know, we all have those things when we work in, in a corporate or, a, you know, a big environment. So it was important to me during that time to really say, wait a second, maybe my bank account, my benefits aren't going to look exactly the same and I'm okay with that because what I'm gaining, I can't put a price tag on. And that's time with my kids as they're you oh, know, yes. young adults now. Um, my kids are all teenagers. And so I I, I was not able to be there with them and be the school mom when they were in kindergarten, first and second grade. But maybe now I can serve them in a different and better way. And this is the mom that they needed me to be. Maybe this all happened for a reason.
0: Well, um, I don't know the age of your daughters, but, um, they really needed you there. Didn't they? Day in, day out. Just for structure. Cause it's a scary time for young people.
1: Yes, it, it is a scary time, and um, even with what we we've just seen over the last couple of days and the um, storming of the Capitol, being able and pre- mm-hmm. being present just to have conversations with my kids to reassure them that things are okay and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um in our world we're we're not questioning our safety where we are. Like these are and, well, and even for them to say, and one of one of my children in particular to say, you know the people at Congress just experienced what we've experienced in going through shooting drills in our schools.
2: Oh and it's like,
1: oh yeah. my goodness. Just to be there to listen to them process some of that right. um, because their, their realities are different. The way that they grew up was very different than right. how we all grew up. So yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting journey.
0: Yes. Well, one of the things I noticed just in talking with my daughter, my daughter is in her thirties, mid thirties. And um, you know, Probably when I was her age, I'm guessing, um, we had the shooting of the presidents all in that period of time, Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. all of that was going on. And, um, you know, I would stand in front of the TV. I was in Monroe, Louisiana, uh, uh, working for IBM, and I, I would stand in front of the TV just in shock. I mean, I was like, what? What? They can't do this. (laughs) And yet, and so the growth that we've had over the many years since then, we don't look away. That's what I've noticed about myself. I don't look away. I look at the disaster as it's happening, as a growth, actually, growth, personal growth. You know, you can't ignore it. My daughter just didn't want to look at it. And I thought, I wonder if I did that. You know, when I was her age, so it's kind of interesting how the did your daughters want to look at it? the The confusion at the at the um, um, at the capital that was going yeah. on. They so, did. Uh,
1: they well, it was a really interesting experience because um, we've we've talked fairly openly about um, concepts and ideas and personal opinions on things yes. um, very regularly. So that door is open to have the conversation. And my daughter in particular wanted to know what was going on. And while at the same time was looking at it from not only what am I experiencing, but -hmm. what's the community experiencing on social media? So the the connection was I'm watching and I'm participating in the social response at the same time. So they're watching on TikTok and on Twitter oh. and on Instagram as their friends start posting to their stories and you know releasing these video responses that are that are coming in real time And, and so that was a really interesting, um, I'm glad I was sitting next to her when that happened and I could, you know, I'm a master's in communication, so I'm a student of human behavior. And so I, I'm like, this is fascinating because that did not happen. We did not have those same social tools and resources when, you know, 9-11 happened or when the Challenger exploded or when the president was shot. Yeah. Well, we have got
0: to break away from this, but this is so interesting, fascinating how we've all been exposed to the same information, but yet the ages, how they've adapted. And you're so right. We had, they have many more inputs than we had. We just had the TV, maybe the radio. But anyway, we're going to take a break and we will be back to talk more with Cindy because I want to know about the book. I want to know about some of your things. So, We are going to be back shortly.
2: Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747.
3: Well known in medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suave eloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my
2: free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to this segment of Second Win. Joyce Buford, the author of Effortless Happiness, continues in this segment to share insights that will help you live a life of greater purpose and filled with happiness. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford.
0: Oh my, this is just fascinating to me. I love talking with Candy about all this. This is great stuff, Candy. Now we talked about your journey and on your journey after you went through your surgery and you went through which your divorce was before that, wasn't it? And Correct, then yeah. the surgery and mm-hmm. the job layoffs and, and the new career and the new you. Uh, so somewhere in there you wrote a book mm-hmm. and tell us about the, the importance of that book, what you yes. want to just say.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah. So my book is called finding life in between and, what happened was after I got laid off, I went back the first time, <laughs> after I got laid off the first time, I went back into some of my old journals and you know personal and professional development files and found a worksheet in there, an Ikigai worksheet, where uh, my purpose, I felt like my purpose and passion was all around traveling and connecting with people and writing and i thought well shoot i'm 44 years old here i am too old to like start a travel blogger career i can't do that i oh. got three kids i can't i can't make that happen but i could take a week and travel and write a book because i know i can write oh. and and so what happened was i made a, a quick plan of it my idea was to hop in the car drive south towards south carolina from wisconsin to towards south carolina pick out some uh, milestones or some monuments or things along the way that I would just stop and I would be energetically connected. I would know, I'd be drawn to people, interview them and tell their stories and write about what connects us as human beings. And I, I, I loved it. I loved the idea. My publisher loved the idea. We decided to go with it. And as I embarked on the journey, what happened was it became a journey inward for myself. And even as I stopped at places, I would talk with people, but I began reflecting on what my personal journey had been and some of the life lessons that I knew other people could benefit from. Yes. And, and so <laughs> this, the book eventually kind of wrote itself. It became a memoir, a self-help, a, a journey of personal struggle and triumph. And finding life in between the title is about realizing that there really is no destination in life. It's not like you arrive and then, (laughs) you know, the picket fence is, is there in front of your cute Mm -hmm. little house and everything's Mm -hmm. perfect. It's more like every day we have to make sure that we're enjoying the moment because we're going to start off in our starter apartment. And then we're going to get that next, that next place to live. We may have roommates. We may have a, a boyfriend or girlfriend. We may have a spouse. Yes. And then, and then eventually there, that's going to change. You're going to get new dishes. There's going to be, it's never just like a perfect <laughs> arrival where it looks like it does on Pinterest. Yes. And, and as I was driving and I had all the time just driving and thinking to myself, I had calls with friends. I met people that I interviewed along the way. Mm-hmm. And it became more of, we need to really celebrate both the ups and and the downs in life, because oh yeah we we can't have one without the other the the downs give us this opportunity, as you were saying, to reflect and grow, and what is what is it about me that I need to adjust so that I can move on to whatever lesson is next in my life, yeah, and then what is the what is the pinnacle moment in these mountaintops where I can celebrate my my kid graduating or you know hitting the grand slam home run to win the game or Um, whatever, whatever it might be, how can I celebrate those without attachment because it's going to constantly ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. So that became the journey, um, of my book and of finding life in between. Now, this is
0: the mommy side of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Where were the girls? (laughs) Yep. Did they stay at home or so that it totally freed you up to be that individual on a growth trip?
1: So are were, were they with you? Okay, great question. My my kids are um 18, 16, oh. and 14 right now. Yeah. And my um they go halftime to their dads. Yes. So they were not with me. This was an yeah. absolute um by myself journey.
0: Mm.
3: And
1: um, and I needed that for me. Yes. And my mm-hmm. daughter, my daughter is 18, my boys are 16 and 14. So my daughter and I are, are very close. Um, Empathically close, actually, it's a it's a it's a very strong connection, and she actually inspired so much of what I wrote because there was one point in my book where I was on my I was on my way home and I was in a world of self doubt at this point, tying back to what we talked about earlier. Uh, uh, I thought, what if I'm not Oprah? Like, I'm not (laughs) I'm not Glennon Doyle. Like, I am not Brené Brown. Like, who do I think I am? And. I was talking with, I was talking with her trying to put on a good face and she could pick up that I was, you know, a little bit distressed. And I said, baby girl, I just don't know if I'm, what I'm doing is right. I thought this was right. I'm just not sure right now. And she was like, okay, mom. She's like, it's okay. Just come on home. Get yourself a Starbucks. Come on home. And, (laughs) and as soon as I hung up with her, she texted me, this is your truth. And you've always told me to speak my truth. Mom, you're doing the right thing. Uh, And I was like, okay, I guess I just got coached by my daughter and I will receive that and and be so thankful.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. Isn't that wonderful? How wonderful. What a great relationship you have with your daughter.
1: Yeah. That's great. Very blessed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you decided to stay on the journey and did the interview and then you came back and had your book uh, presented it and it was published. Mm -hmm.
1: And so it has been out for one year. No, my book came out December 1st, so just over a month. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it's a newbie. It's well, a newbie. It,
0: it really sounds like a fascinating uh, book to read. But you've also participated in another book.
1: Yeah, so, a little bit about that. And so, what's interesting here is I, I always think about, and especially after both the layoffs and, and life unfolding the way it has in the last 12 months is to watch for the opportunities, watch for the magic as it unfolds in front of you. And if, if there's something that, you know, we're, we're compelled or we see, we should take advantage of that, like step out into the unknown a little bit. And what what happened is after I submitted um, my manuscript and it was going through the editing and, um, I also came across an opportunity with the same publisher to participate in an anthology and contribute to a story called the front Lines of COVID. And so it's oh, really uh-huh. ce- celebrating the heroes of COVID and yes. a good friend of mine that I used to skate with when we both were, we both were rookies on the same <laughs> uh, roller derby team uh, or league, <laughs> I should say different team, same league. Um, but she, I knew, was a nurse who left Texas to go up to New York when New mm. York was in the height of the pandemic. Oh. And she was a rotational nurse. She was supposed uh-huh. to stay for a few weeks and wound up staying for an extended period. And mm. so um, I actually collaborated with her to write her story and share it in that anthology. Ah, wow. Yes, I am I, totally... Forever
0: indebted to those frontline workers. Mm-hmm. I just think their courage is beyond and above, above and beyond. Um, I did interview one woman, um, it's been several months past, but um, she was doing, and she was very kind to open up a bit of the doubts and fears that they experienced. You know, they're just like us, you know, they, they're, they're drawn by their passion, which is to help people heal. And um sometimes it puts you in the direct line of fire.
1: Doesn't it? Exactly. And yeah. and I think about my my friend Stacy who did this, she she kept saying, if I could just help that one person, I'm gonna make ah. a difference to at least one yeah. person. Right. And and it's not only the patients that she impacted, but the other nurses and the camaraderie that they shared by rotating in to really oh. volunteer to be on the front line, leaving their families yeah. behind. Um, to do what they felt was their calling and their duty for the country and for the world. Uh, It really, just the compassion and the, uh, I'm, I'm indebted to her for allowing her, allowing me to share her story. Mm. Now I'm getting this message To go
0: back and ask you one question about your book, Finding Life in Between, Mm -hmm. what was, you can tell me two if you want, but what was your biggest takeaway from doing the journey that scared you, that Mm. said, oh, I'm not sure, uh, getting coached by your daughter? What Mm -hmm. was that journey that was really, what did you learn from that
1: Oh, my goodness. Um, So we could talk for two hours about all the learnings. (laughs) I it's not fair, is it? (laughs) Uh, But I would say there's there's two things that I would share based on the responses that I've received about the book so far. Yeah. And one is um, I I received a a message from somebody through my website that said, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, And she had been the victim of some sexual traumas in her life. Mm-hmm. And she said, I feel like you're a safe place where I can share what had happened to me. And now I'm in Enneagram 8. I'm in ENFJ. Like people have come to me and told me um, their stories. And this is part of, I think, what my, what my calling and my gift is, is to hear people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she and I subsequently had some really incredible conversations. Um, and, and I'm grateful for that because what I realized, and, may, and I didn't necessarily realize it at the time, Um, my book isn't, my book isn't like a complete, like hashtag me too movement book, but I do write about some personal experiences that, um, I minimized at the time. And as you minimize the small things, you start to normalize those bad behaviors, minimize, normalize. And then when the bigger things happen, it's like, do you keep minimizing or do you call them out? Uh-huh. And so from this perspective and from the conversations I had with her and then a couple of others, actually, um, it was like, wow, these are things when we when we stand in our own truth, we reclaim uh-huh. the power um, mm-hmm. of maybe things that happened to us that weren't our choice. And we yeah. can start to um, kind of reclaim our power and joy and move forward from it instead of continuing to bury it. Mm-hmm. So. I think that was one thing. My my challenge was that as I was really, I was really wondering if it was too personal, should I share this or should I not share it? And a friend of mine actually said to me, people crave truth. Mm -hmm. And if you can speak truth, you will help at least one. And I thought, well, then it's worth it. I'm going to do it. So I think that's that speaking the truth and being vulnerable about some of those experiences was one. And then the other the other point I would bring forward is that a friend of mine called me after she read the book. She kept texting me at different points and said, first of all, I feel like I'm sitting down having a conversation with you. <laughs> I said, well, good. That's what I wanted the book to feel like. <laughs> and then, And so she would text me at different points and say, you know, I'm laughing about this. I'm crying about this. I can't believe this happened. And then mm-hmm. she called me and said this book really was all about finding your life in between those moments. And the thing that stood out to me was the gratitude. She, and Mm. she said, you were grateful for those, even the bad moments because they helped continue to shape who you are and what you were doing. And I thought, you know, I didn't write it with an intentional theme of gratitude. And I'm so thankful that uh, gratitude. I'm I'm thankful (laughs) that that's, but that's what she pulled out of it. And if, I really believe that there's pieces of all of us that we carry inside of each other and yeah. from all of our experiences. And I love hearing and knowing that this is what it inspired someone to think or do or create along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So powerful. Oh gosh. You know, the one that I always in my journey is in, I, is the forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. You know that is the biggest challenge. It, it's been my biggest challenge. Um, I would definitely say that. Uh, but I've been so coached by so many things in life that I—it's the coaching that's kind of made my eyes open to mm-hmm. the forgiveness thing. You know, you can't—you can't forgive somebody else if you don't start with forgiving yourself.
1: Oh, amen. You know? Yes,
0: yes. Why did I do that? Uh, you did that because you didn't know any better. You did your best, you mm-hmm. know, and accepting who we are as being who we are, and right. we were chosen for this role. Yeah. Oh,
1: I got goosebumps. It's, it's, I oh. do too. And I got. by <laughs> I always say you don't have to apologize to everyone for how you chose to survive. Like yes. There's when you're when you're going and you're when you're in survival mode and you're doing the best with what you have and you're you're trying to muscle through life and make it happen like you're it's impossible to dream it's impossible to get out of that when you feel the pressures of life and the complications and and the self-doubt and the lack of forgiveness and then once i think you start to like you just said open up that forgiveness uh-huh. it's like oh, okay i'm going to take personal and emotional responsibility for myself and what I've done or what I haven't done and what I need to do. Like it starts with me. I need to look inward before I can help anybody on the outside.
0: Yes. Oh, that was, you know, when somebody said that to me, I was stunned. I was just stunned. Never got that. (laughs) I get it now. (laughs) Okay. Candy. I know our listeners out there are going, I want more of this lady. I want more. I want more. So let's share with them or you share with them about, You have an offer that they can go, and I'm dying to participate (laughs) in this offer myself.
1: So just talk about how we can connect with you. Great. Yes, absolutely. I think the easiest and best way is that I have a quiz, a complimentary quiz that you can take called Life Balance Quiz, www.lifebalancequiz.com. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's about a five minute quiz. Like I used to love doing those magazine quizzes, right? Like just (laughs) what, how, what what does it tell me? Give me a little coaching, give me a little (laughs) advice. Um, And that's, that's, it's a five minute quiz. It's pretty simple. It goes across your, your personal, professional, financial, emotional, social wellness, um, and your balance just to, just to give you a snapshot of where you're at right now. And so if you're lower in one area, you can focus on that maybe for the first quarter of 2021, mm-hmm. if you, and then retake it or go back and check on it, or just go back to your, you know, your results and think, gosh, maybe I can do a quick fine tune on my financial and my professional wellness right now. Right. Yes. It's meant to give right. you a quick snapshot in time um, of where you are today. So that's lifebalancequiz.com. And from there you can explore my website if you'd like to follow me on social media, whichever you do Um, there, the links are all out there. Feel free to contact me if you have questions. Um, If you, if if you appreciate my conversational style, like that's, this is how I write too. So, so my book link is out there, but one really cool thing that I am trying to do is that if you have um, any inclination towards creating arts, if you read my book and you're inspired to create something in some way, um I'm showcasing it on my website and then putting it out on Pinterest and other social media areas so um if anybody is is hearing this and thinks that they'd like to uh, maybe create something after reading um i'd I'd be happy to do that showcase that work
0: What do you mean if they would like to paint a picture, you'd put it on your absolutely yeah, oh, that's what you're saying
1: yeah, oh okay. Mm-hmm. yep if somebody like if you write a poem and or you ah. um you create something in some way and can mm-hmm. submit it and i can post it i would be happy to do that and share it because i think that um especially right now in this covid world there there's more beauty we can create and share beauty mm-hmm. yeah this year
0: i was um tell me if this is a possibility i was um uh, uh, asked to write an article on Angels of a local magazine we have here. Oh. I don't consider myself a writer, but I want you to know that I had such wonderful downloads in preparing and researching, and it is the proudest thing I did last year. I love that. <laughs> I walked around going, well, maybe I could write something. <laughs> <laughs> so I've opened a door. I've opened a door, but it was, you know, we just can't use that word. And I cannot tell you why I didn't say no when she asked me to do it. Other than, other than I wanted to be in the magazine and I wanted, and that's what, I just went yes before I could say no. You know, you just have to jump in with both feet.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, well, and sometimes it's just to. like, if it feels right, like, oh, I'm compelled to, to do yeah. something. Well, yeah that's, that's like the, the divine intervention. It's not a, it doesn't come in lightning bolts. Sometimes it comes in whispers and to have that instinct say, yes, create, yes, write, yes, share. Sometimes it's just that step into courage and then be willing to be surprised that whatever happens next.
0: Yes. But you also, you're also on Facebook,
1: Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. Yes. I'm, I am across all of those. And generally speaking, it's, Candy Lee, um, but I'm still working on getting all the different things together so if you if you head to my website all the links are there and be happy to connect uh, from that space. yes so what's on your YouTube channel? Oh, oh gosh so the YouTube channel oh this is so funny because my my kids for years have been like, we're gonna be youtubers and I'm like, no, you're not you're gonna go to college. you're not going to, you're not youtubing anything And then the other day my youngest says what you're a YouTuber now <laughs> and I said yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am. That's going to happen. I finished college. You had to go first, Um, but but we had a good, we had a good chuckle about it, but on my YouTube channel right now, I have a handful of interviews with different women who have, um, supported me in some way, or I'm, they're friends of mine and I'm trying to support them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's it's beautifully imperfect, right? This is us on Zoom having conversations about life and business and, um, and and what's happening in our worlds. So there are ten to fifteen min, minute segments. Um, uh-huh. like the one that's coming to mind right now is I have a friend who does Reiki healing, um, and she does Theta healing, and she's just a fascinating woman who, um, that just from her speaks from her heart about helping helping people in her special healing way. Yes. Uh, So there's a handful of interviews out there right now. There's also uh, my book trailer. And um, I read the first chapter of my book online. I think my dog barks in the middle of it. It, So it's, like I said, it's imperfect. (laughs) It's not highly produced. It's me. (laughs) I love it.
0: I love it. So what's going on since I know you're a mover and a shaker and nothing's ever sits still in your household. Um, So what's coming up for you? I mean, you've done a bunch. You could take a little rest here, but as you're looking forward, what's on your vision board?
1: Oh, such a great question. Um, I, I have on a my. I did a virtual vision board last fall, you and I, I did. I did. And on that vision board, and I have it as my screensaver. So every morning, uh-huh. I I say out loud what is on my vision board, and nice. it's, it's things like. Um, I am a best-selling author. I am yeah. in optimum health. I travel to a new world destination annually, and I always fly first class. Now- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like this girl. <laughs> <laughs> so these, like I said, there's a vision, and hopefully it's a straighter line than it, it might have been otherwise. <laughs> um, but yeah. this, this year, what I've realized, Joyce, is um, I got a little bit burned out At the end of last year, um, I started to feel very upside down in my scheduling and I thought, well, my goodness, I did, I'm pursuing this new career, um, in order to have more balance. Like I'm the one who's in charge of what this looks like. And right now I'm not in charge. Mm -hmm. So, so right now what's in store for me for this year is flipping that over and paying attention and really blocking out my calendar in in the things that matter. So my vision board will have to get updated to reflect all of this. But I am I'm completing my yoga teacher training, um, okay. so I'm so I'm going to be dabbling more in that space. Um, I will you
0: do I, that virtually, or will you do it?
1: Yeah, I um, well, I will gonna... likely do it virtually until COVID is done. My cert, my hour certification is will be complete in roughly June. Oh, and okay. So, Yeah. So then after that, we'll see where we're at with COVID and hopefully get back into some studio work. Uh Um, so, so I'm working on the yoga piece and I'm, um, tweaking my, uh, coaching and my availability and maybe doing some online course creation about how to, you know, take 30 days to reclaim your own purpose and power and how to, how to really step into that in bite-sized pieces rather than, you know, thinking you have to take a year to overhaul, like one day at a time, how can we build on things? And, and I guess the other thing that I'm doing, my girlfriend yesterday messaged me and asked me to become ordained and, and perform her wedding ceremony. And so there you go. So I will be performing wedding ceremonies starting now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like all it of is. these, all as I'm as I'm being surprised as life unfolds in front of me. I think all these things are calling me into more of a life of just divine, feminine balance, peace, um, understanding that there's going to be the ebb and the flow, and and really promoting balance overall.
0: Well, now you have to share with me what is required to do services. Well, to marry people.
1: Do you know, have you researched it? Yeah, well, I couldn't sleep last night. So I'll tell you, I was (laughs) up last night researching. And what I've learned is that there are different state requirements. Um, So you have to check the state where the wedding is being performed. Um, Uh And there's different online, I mean, if you're non-denominational, like for example, I I got ordained last night online in a non-denominational application process. And did. I did. Yeah. And, and so now I'm looking at um, it's with the universal life church, I think is the, the official name ULC. And I am just looking at what do I need to do to make sure that I'm prepared and can do the ceremony and do my friend and her soon to be husband justice, because I want to make sure that it's unique and special for them.
0: Of course. Of course. Yeah. How wonderful. Well, I have to share that we are coming to the end of this hour And I can't tell you when I've enjoyed an interview more. (laughs) We are just really on the same wavelength here. And I think we could have a really long lunch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We could. I agree. Uh,
0: So it has just been wonderful to have you, Candy, on the show. I appreciate your time and that we were able to do this today and, um, I just wish you the best. I'm going to go sign up for the quiz because I want to stay connected. <laughs> yes,
1: please, please. Let's However, let's definitely stay connected.
0: Yes, yes. So I thank you very much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so very much. I appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Now, my dear, dear listeners out there. I want you to think about some of the great information you have learned from our visit today. Also, I really want you to go take that quiz. What a great way to start with getting to know who you are. That's where it all starts. When you're going through as much change as we are, you need to stop and reflect. Who am I today? What do I want to be and where am I going? So if you choose to do the vision board, great. If not, if it's not the time, you can take this time to reflect on who you are. You are special. And you were meant to do something special. Love others. Love yourself. Whatever that might be. But you have to find the journey. And it's in you. And it's ready to come out. So thank you so much for being here. Share the message. Go back and listen to this again. Reflect, 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 and I hope that you will share this with your friends and neighbors and friends that are struggling with whatever life has presented them with, which we've all been. So have a great
2: week. Thank you. Joyce Buford returns next week at the same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving the support they need through their transitions and are able to reclaim their true purpose with confidence. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at JoyceBufordEmpowers.com.